Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, extensive discussions of Axe body spray, plus we finally settle the debate cake or pie? Let's go! It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, a delightful guest with us today, Jordan. <laughs> yep. A delightful guest! Yeah. We, oh. Maybe, have you ever thought we should start underselling the guests? That's a good point. I feel like I don't know. I just feel like it's it's. I understand what you're saying. Far for the course now. We we have this. We say hello. We have a huge guest pump up, uh, and it's never a letdown. It used the to be are always great, but there was a time when the big news was that the guest was our friend from college, Ashcon. Sure. And sure, Ashcon is welcome here anytime. He'll tell us a story about a time he almost got into a threesome and talk talk about his rap career. That's great. And we love Ashcon. There's no doubt about it. I'm talking as though no. he would ever listen to our podcast. No, let's not turn this into an Ashcon slam fest. Um, Lord knows that's not productive. So we certainly we need to pump up Ashcon a little bit so people understand the significance of having Ashcon on your podcast. Sure. A lot of people might think he, that's just a buddy of theirs. That's not a, a noted rapper, a popular threesome haver, a legendary uh, Bay to L.A. bon vivant. Sure. Okay. Um, but you're right in that now that our guests are more consistently, I would say maybe amazing. Yeah. Um, maybe we don't need to. Maybe we should take 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 them down a peg. Yeah. <laughs> before we have them on. And now, ladies and gentlemen, a real C minus, Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Wow, Tompkins. That really came close to not being insulting, and then you pulled it out at the last second. <laughs> That's that's our motto for George Jesse Go, pulling it out at the last second. Yeah, it's since... kind of a fuck you sleight of hand. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so... almost fun to be here, but now at the very beginning of this podcast, <laughs> I am already not into it. Congratulations, Would you boys. say you've checked out? Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, good. Absolutely. Nice. From we... here on out, I will be giving 100% of 10%. We really... <laughs> We really, Jordan, generally we like to think of ourselves as a sort of Ricky Jay of insults, mm. where we'll show an insult to you, mm-hmm. and then where did it go, and you're left not insulted, but you are confused. Well, it's not the insult that you made disappear, it's the uh-huh. compliment that you made disappear. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah we yeah. could have talked about how you're one of the best in the business, number one, one of, the, one of the funniest guys around. Could have dropped that in. Um, we could have talked about... Uh, your tasteful combination of moleskin and corduroy. Mm-hmm. We could have talked about your uh, handsome eyeglass frames. Mm-hmm. Great looking mm-hmm. eye gra- eyeglass frames. All grist for the compliment mill. Uh, we <laughs> we could have talked about... But you know what, Paul? The real magic trick. You don't know this now, and mm-hmm. I hate to ruin it. Okay, don't... When you get to your car, after mm-hmm. we're done with this, it's going to be filled with chocolate coins. <laughs> that seems impractical. <laughs> When you say filled, it's going to be delightful. Is it that it I will, will not you be will able have to, get to into eat, the car? You will have to eat a lot of chocolate coins to be able to drive. Here's what you're going to have to do, helpful. Paul. But you'll love you're, every second of it. You're going to have to eat roughly 18 inches of chocolate coins just so that the little uh, the little thing that indicates whether your door is locked or mm-hmm. not can mm-hmm. go up so you can open your door because the pressure downward from mm-hmm. the 
filling of the coins. That's what makes it such an amazing illusion, frankly. Mm -hmm. Anybody can put in... Hold on a second. Is that an illusion? (laughs) You just fill a car with something? It's a mind freak, It's like a 1920s college stunt. (laughs) Jordan's right. Technically, it's a mind freak. That's more of a mind irritation. Splitting hairs. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We are going to be doing some 1920s college stunts, though. Yes. Uh, Did did you know that about Jordan? Jesse, go. I did not. I did yeah, not. right now uh, we're we've, we're preparing the telephone booth. Exciting. We've got fifteen guys mm-hmm. ready to go. Right. We're gonna get them all in there. Is this with take a picture or without? <laughs> because that adds a lot of bulk, and you're gonna get fewer people in there. I'll be waving my tiny pennant. I, I am I, I am wearing a sweater that could be my year of graduation for a 1920s. That That's right. Where's your leather football helmet? Oh, we have a lot of good times on Jordan Jesse Go, Jordan. I'll es- bet you do. Es- <laughs> I'll bet you do. Especially when we've got oh. someone someone as delightful as Mr. Paul F. Tompkins here. Um, a lot of good stuff to talk about on the show this week, not least of which is Axe Body Spray. Yeah, um, come up. I mean, we talk about Axe, just to bring you in on the what we do Please. here on the show. Yeah. Most of the show is about Axe Body Spray, but not all of it. Now I haven't I haven't heard the show in quite a while probably not since its earliest days uh, when you when I don't you listen to a whole lot of Axe Body when Spray you, talk in the in the early days Paul gave it a listen decided it wasn't for him yeah, and got out of there can't listen to everything absolutely no. yeah. so it, as the show has gone on would you wouldn't you say over the course of the years. Mm-hmm. It's evolved really naturally. Yeah, I don't want you to right. think we're like shoehorning it in because of like sponsorship obligations mm-hmm. or whatever. But mm-hmm. it just you know, it's we sort ta- of we're like, taking a, we're always taking a constant poll of what the listeners want, and it's right. kind of it's axe talk. It's sort of like going from it's evolved in the way that you might go from uh, axe evolved to axe savage. Mm-hmm. Um, just. I, yeah, I would point out that everything in this room seems to have an Axe Body Spray logo on it. That's technically not true. Are you counting the doorknob as something that doesn't? Because the door does, but the doorknob door, yeah. doesn't. Well, it, you, I, yeah. it's. I think you're splitting. Technically, hairs here. it's it's worn off of the doorknob. Oh, I see. So it was there at one time. Well, you have to use the doorknob to get in and out of the door. Uh, you see what I'm saying? And right. eventually, it wears off. Right, right, right. Unless you reapply it, which door we have knobs. not yet done. And technically, my dog doesn't have an axe. Oh, I'm sorry. No, corrected. I stand corrected. It's, she it's, does. Yeah, it seems she to does. be carved into her fur. Yeah. <laughs> I, now that I think about skin, it. And her skin. And her skin. You, oh. I mean, you can't see because oh. she's got her winter coat. My head is. But uh, it's also <laughs> she's She's wearing a raccoon coat, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She seems to be disguised as a raccoon. Well, <laughs> Are you sure that's not a raccoon? <laughs> It is. It's a raccoon coat because uh, later on... She's out of the trash can. Later it's washing on, she's its food, be, Jesse. It's washing its food. She's going to be participating in a dance marathon later. All right. She has so. tiny little hands. <laughs> I think that's a raccoon. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Where are we going? Jordan, Jesse, go on Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, we've got Paul F. Tompkins with us here. Guest. Hey. I didn't have a title. That's good. Like, well, actually, kind of good. part of the part of our thing, part of the, you know, kind of, you know, welcome package we offer guests, <laughs> uh, in addition to the slippers and mm-hmm. the uh, and the whole bean coffee. Mm-hmm. Have you is, have uh, you already been to the gifting suite? 
No, I wondered what that was. Yeah, that's it's our a gifting gi- it's suite. A gifting oh, suite. I thought it was like a wrapping room, like for the holidays that you had, like candy spelling, <laughs> that you had a gift wrapping room. <laughs> oh, no, no, not at all. That's a that's a gifting suite. So you'll find uh, a lot of great body sprays. Um, all from the Axe family. Of They're products. from the Axe right, family right, right. of products. You so know. the gifting is primarily Axe related. Are there any ugly watches in there? Uh, absolutely. There's an ugly uh, Axe watch. Oh, okay. It actually has a little Axe sprayer in it. You know, for for those for those. What the fuck am I gonna do without my Axe times? Right. It's very douchebag James Bond. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's sort of that's the theme of this year's Axe collection. It also has a little <laughs> knife in it. James a little Bond. Knife. There's there's also an axe axe. Oh, finally, right? <laughs> exactly. What took so long? It's because you can get sweaty when you're out there chopping wood. Absolutely. Is uh, it a full but... is it a full axe or is it a hatchet? Mm, technically Let... it's a hay axe or half axe. Oh. Um, which is bigger than a hatchet, but smaller than a full axe. But we're sure. saying axe axe, because that's catchier. Yeah. But if exactly. you haven't got a hay axe, then God bless you. <laughs> exactly. Jordan, are you really... Okay, before oh. we went on the air... Well, I actually, could... I just want to okay. complete the thought. Well, I also have an interruption. Okay. <laughs> this is also a thing. Uh, um, uh, part of our welcome package, you can make up a nickname. If yes. you want oh, to. oh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So if you want to just go with guests, that's fine. I'll think about it while you guys are talking. Sure. Here's a, Rather than will you contribute attention. to the conversation? What's that? You, will you contribute to the conversation? From time to time. Okay. Yeah. But mostly you'll be mulling over what you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. about what my title should be. Good. Um, Prioritize. One thing I think about Paul and coming up with a nickname is, I mean, Paul is a comedian, mm-hmm. uh, but he's a very classy comedian. Mm-hmm. So he could, he does have... He, a, so he doesn't work blue, ex- is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. He, this guy would never... Uh, a foul word has never passed his lips. And if it does, it's very exciting when it happens. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there, like that time on the Cosby show where he called his daughter a cunt. <laughs> Just that one time. Just that once. Did that make it to air? It was Rudy. Oh, yeah. It, it was Rudy oh, that Rudy he, he called a cunt. It, did. it was yeah. really when they were going head-to-head with The Simpsons. It was like that yeah, ratings battle. Remember when they were going head-to-head with The Simpsons? I do remember that. I do okay, remember so that's, that. was, that's, that's around like, when it happened. It was a sweeps yeah. stunt. What happened mm. is they had a couple of sort of like cunt-themed episodes of a different a world. A couple? <laughs> yeah, of a different world. Oh, sure. And so they once they had sort of tested the waters with ADW, mm-hmm. um, they went to TCS. Mm-hmm. Which is the big show. Is right, what they the big it. show yeah. is what yeah, they yeah, called yeah, it the at the show, time. The big show, yeah. Um, and they decided that that America was ready for the cause to go cunt. Wow. Not just television in general, but Bill Cosby specifically. Yes. Oh, well, who do you think is, you know, if Dick Van Dyke says that on Diagnosis Murder, people are checking out. What if and I don't on... mean dying so he can diagnose their murder. Right, right, right. What if he'd said it on uh, the Dick Van Dyke show? If that taboo had been broken in black and white times. Oh, like man. if he had called Mary Tyler Moore that? Yeah, or Mel Cooley, <laughs> who, fr- who frankly was asking for it. He was asking for it. I don't think the man would call his own wife that word. Especially because she is, number one, very beautiful, number two, very charming, yeah. number three, very hilarious. Although he was a drunk at that time, <laughs> so who true. knows? He might have been a mean drunk. Who knows? Who, who really <laughs> who knows? Say. I had no idea, I guess... How the extent to which, and we'll get back to Axe body spray. Oh yeah, oh god, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, the extent that to is which, a rich. There's a rich vein we can mine. The extent to which Dick Van Dyke's career fell apart. Mm-hmm. I I had no idea that at one point he was in just a touring production of The Music Man. 
Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, he, that's what he did in like the seventies. Wow. When he was at his lowest point, his his absolute nadir of mm-hmm. drunken uh, effed upness. Wow. He was just in a touring production <laughs> of the Music Man. I bet he was great though. He was playing Marion the Librarian. Oh, that's an interesting production. <laughs> yeah. he was drunk it's like and, when they do one drunk of those... gender bending. Yeah, they do those all female odd couples. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking boundaries. That's, that's what it was really like. challenging the audiences. Uh, Jordan, is this actually true that you're that you're auditioning for an Axe Body Spray commercial? I am, uh, and it's just kind of something I wanted to talk about. It's kind of a new venture for me. Is uh, auditioning for commercials and after we do this mm-hmm. i am uh going to an axe body spray commercial let me say jordan you've yeah. got a great look i do i've been mm-hmm. told i have a look i'm a type yeah sure uh and yeah and you look I... like you smell sure thank you yeah right <laughs> I, I should explain i should explain for paul that um jordan of course is an accomplished comedian and television of personality he is. but he he also has experience in the commercial acting arena oh uh, i'm he, well aware he portrayed a surfer alongside nbc4's fritz coleman in a commercial <laughs> for the weather report <laughs> so that, no that was my one foray into uh commercial acting and i got that just because someone saw a sketch comedy show that i was in and sure. said, hey we're want, making these funny weather commercials do you have any great characters you can bring to the table Surfer dude. Jordan said, surfer dude that wants to know what the weather is. So he can get the best waves. Wow. Uh, okay. But but recently... Now, I... did they... I'm sorry. Did they ask oh. for weather-based characters? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like or were I you had... just shrewd and you were like, ah, oh, I know how to I get in one. with no, these guys. No, I mean, I had Sleet Guy. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, it's... it's his main it, that's hook... That's a little blue. If yeah. I could I describe his hook, it's that he's cold because... It's not just cold; it's also wet. Yeah, yeah um, so yeah, yeah. it makes it chills him to the bone. Yeah, yeah, that's actually his catchphrase, right? Isn't that sleep, sleep guy's catchphrase? I'm chilled to the bone. No, no, no. It, it's I'm chilled to the bone. That's, you, you, you kind of, you kind of butchered it there. You, you had to drop sleep guy because somebody pointed out it was just a sort of variation on Jonathan Winters' Aunt Sleety. <laughs> yeah, that not a proud day. Here's not the thing: day. when you're a com- you know this is a comedian. The rain is. Freezing. That's how Aunt Sleety used to go. Yeah, yeah, that's true. When you're a comedian, you're gonna tread on territory that's already been trod of upon course, by the great Jonathan course. Winters. Like and, uh, and everybody else. Like my uh, nine dirty words you can't say in the movie theater. Right. <laughs> Somebody pointed out that George Carlin, the hippy dippy weatherman, had a bit that's uh, very similar to that. Exactly. And for a long time, I was calling Rudy from the Cosby Show a cunt. Yeah, <laughs> that was more personal though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> personal. She crossed. Me yeah. one too yeah, many yeah, times. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, Jordan, you're, you're, I, I feel like Paul has an idea of the kind of stature of you know, work sure, that you've done right? in this field before. Yeah. Uh, and if I didn't before, I certainly do now. Yeah. Uh, and it, but you know, when I when I decided to try show business, I always I always told myself I I, I don't want to audition for commercials. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm fine without it. Why Why uh, did you Why didn't you want to do it? Because this is a great way. As we are, are, are for example, when our buddy Rob Hubel was on the program, he sure. talked about how he made a great living as a commercial actor for quite some time. Now, granted, very handsome man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, it's He's... a it's a great way to make a living if you've got a look and. Jordan. Yeah. You've got a lot. You know, I and it's just probably just a misplaced um 
it's probably a misplaced, youthful, kind of pith and vinegar thing where I was just kind of like... Pith and vinegor. Yeah. Pith and vinegar isn't a thing. No, you. I, I think you can like, you think you can say pith and vinegar. No, Why piss, would you, though? piss and vinegar. <laughs> you guys, Wait, I you're don't full know. of pith? What are you talking about? <laughs> you're talking about pith helmets? I think you can. I, wait, hold on. Let's look this about up. Let's look, let's look this up. Look it up. Pith Look it up. I don't want to. I don't want a whole fucking barrage of Jordan was wrong things. Okay. There's a recurring segment on you the show the one called Jordan was wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just get it out of the right way now. now. Let's okay. get it I'm out of the way now. I'm, I'm using... You can say pith and vinegar. No, I cannot say pith can't. and vinegar. And also, you mustn't. <laughs> <laughs> what if I say it again? I think you're not responsible. The pith and vinegar man will appear and drag you to hell. I'm searching here for pith and vinegar. No. Just did nothing. Google ask you a question by any chance? <laughs> Google, in red? In red see? italics? Google is curious if I might have meant piss and vinegar. Oh! <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. There uh, is. Uh, here uh, really? The, nothing? Here nothing? at Washington State University, um, uh, there is a, a something. Uh, That's good enough for me. I'm right. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't need to finish. Here we go. Uh, no, according to... Uh, Common errors in English usage. Oh, good start. Good start. <laughs> I like where this is going. Some people Everyone try to make... Everyone says piss and vinegar. Someone, some people try to make this expression more polite by substituting pith for piss, but this change robs it of the imagery of acrid, energetically boiling fluids and conjures Ugh. up instead a sodden, vinegar-soaked mass of pith. <laughs> <laughs> Many people who use the polite version are unaware of the original. I, I'm okay. Here's the thing. I'm no Cosby. I don't okay. need to work blue. Right. Right. I'm right, not right, calling right. anyone a cunt. You're not the I'm kind of guy who goes around in baggy pants to listening to rap music exactly. like, a, like a Cosby. Please pull your pants up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, my, uh, my, my, my language errors aside. Yeah. My semantic errors aside. Your many uh, language and semantic errors aside. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, anyways, I... Your I, profligate mm-hmm. language and semantic errors aside. Yes. My word mistakes. <laughs> um, you know, I, so, so I, we I told try myself... And, we try and build these things to a capper. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to get there. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. good. Watching you guys work on this yeah. structure has been exciting. Sure. <laughs> It's like I'm at a Habitat for Humanity build. <laughs> Jimmy Carter is a guy who's involved with that. <laughs> yeah, he's involved with it. He is. Yeah, yeah. He's peripherally. He's peripherally um, involved. So, so my my, you know, I kind of told myself that none of my none of my comedy heroes started out in commercials. Maybe I didn't know that. I'm sure I could probably right. point to a lot who had. Probably most. Probably most. <laughs> yeah. Probably most. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it it seems gross to me. I mean, I, I feel like I knew the people who were commercial auditioners, uh, you know, and I considered them the dreck of society. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're real... talking about like a Brian Husky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People that auditioned for commercials. I, you, you know, considered... I just, I, you know, I feel like I just like all the L.A. actors or the dregs types. of society. You might. What, what about yeah. our buddy? Like, our, for example, you for example, <laughs> can I? Like, you can say that though. Look it up. No, don't. Uh, I was uh, wrong. Uh, I'm uh, just uh, gonna uh, say I was wrong. Well, like, for example, uh, the other the, the other day, maybe six months ago, I was watching television, and and there was a commercial break where I saw two commercials starring our friend Amy Kidd of Clifford and Kidd. Sure, yeah. Um, she certainly the dregs of society i would say absolutely um yeah and 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 just a couple of things came to light uh one that's not true a lot of talented comedy people audition for commercials and make a good living and do good jobs in them Mm -hmm. um you know two i i I started doing a lot of stuff in my 
regular job that was like, um, you know, like branded content, mm-hmm. I, I had to hold up a product and say, look at this, it's good to buy. And I say, well, that would be great. That would be even better if I got $10,000 for that. <laughs> um, and yeah, and it kind of just seems to be the new comedy economy is that, you know, there is less comedy writing and performing jobs on TV. And, and you know, I feel like a lot of uh, people comedy are, people are I know moving are moving into doing... branded entertainment. No, you know, yeah, I feel like a lot of comedy people I know just kind of around the scene just do a lot of like webisodes for, oh, you know. Speaking of which, Paul F. Tompkins joining us via Cisco Telepresence. Oh, yeah. Cisco <laughs> Telepresence. <laughs> Wait, am I doing that right now? Brought you to are. you by Axe Body Spray. Oh. Actually, they want us to say fueled by Axe Body Spray. Oh, sure. Fueled, fueled by Axe Body fueled Spray. Fueled by Axe Body Spray. Yes. Courtesy of the Flip Cam. <laughs> In association. <laughs> the most courteous camera there is. Mm-hmm. The flip cam. Kentucky Fried Chicken, roasted chicken. <laughs> Jimmy Carter. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, I'm like, just... What sw- if Jimmy Carter had his own brand of peanuts? That was his new thing. I don't know why he doesn't. I feel yeah. like he really missed he's, he's missing an opportunity, yeah, right? He yeah, could have yeah. his own brand of peanuts and his own brand of uh, alien experiences. It makes me think that he didn't really care about peanuts after all. Do you like, really that's, think that's, that's why that might he, be true? Well, he, he seemed to be in such a hurry to stop being a peanut farmer and uh, get into government. Oh, that's a good point. It's not like it's not like after he stopped being the president, he went back Are to peanut farming. Are you suggesting to me that Jimmy Carter's of... real passion wasn't so much peanuts as it was endangering our boys in uniform overseas in hostage <laughs> crises? Yeah, I feel like he used peanuts as a stepping stone to... Well, let's... Uh, you know, further to, his uh, yellow ribbon business. Well, we should actually look back and see what kinds of peanut-related legislation he signed while he mm-hmm. was in office. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have to directly farm peanuts to support them. You can, you know, uh, you could subsidize grants yeah. for peanut farmers. You could, uh, you know... Find a way to make meatloaf out of peanuts. Oh, if only. Peanut awareness. <laughs> That's why I voted for George Washington Carver for That's president. That's right. It's too bad he was dead. Yeah. Because I bet he would have been a great peanut-based <laughs> legislator. Well, I, the, the thing is, is you're, when you're in government, you're always talking about interest groups. Yeah. And it, just like if you want to become elected governor of California, you have to deal with the prison guards union. Mm-hmm. If you want to become president of the United States, you have to satisfy the peanut gallery, well, as they're called. No. It's true. Yeah. Especially... Uh, but then you end up in the pocket of Big Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hope he's like Mr. Peanut. I hope he's like dressed like that. <laughs> Big Peanut. Well, he's even better because he's got pockets. So yeah, you, right. you I had don't know this, where Mr. Peanut puts his phone. You had this possibly misguided, uh, you had this possibly misguided animus towards the idea of doing commercials. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so which yeah. is uh, let me say this. Yes, uh, to let you off the hook a little bit, it's understandable because most commercials are awful. Sure, and ba- it's yeah. like you don't want to participate in. There's there's like a, a few commercials uh, every so often that are genuinely entertaining. Mm-hmm. And how great they, would they it be usually have Amy Sedaris in them? I've never seen her in a commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got a very, uh, the, yeah, she's got a, a Sony. Oh, you got, of, and uh, you got to watch. You got to watch these ones she did for Microsoft Office. I just ran right out and bought a Microsoft Office. She was in a I kitchen. She was oh, using yeah, Microsoft those. Office to keep track of her baking business, and her assistants in her baking business were all bunnies. 
Mm. It was really great. I look forward to it. It was just a delight. Museum of Television. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so you, you, I I understand the stigma. I I, I have auditioned for commercials in the past, Mm -hmm. and uh, I have stopped doing it, uh, not for any artistic considerations, because I think work is work, and I think uh, commercials are fine to do if you can't afford to do whatever you please all the time. Sure. Um, Now that you can afford to do whatever you please all the time. Yes, the, the reason now that I have more options, uh, I don't do commercials because the audition process is that's terrible. What, that's what I was uh, going to say. The thing they that, treat you like garbage. The thing that the thing that uh, uh, led me to never aspire to act, despite my acting education, was that I just can't bear that shit. I just can't bear it. <laughs> do and, you mean the audition process in general or commercial specifically? Uh, well, I've only auditioned for one commercial, and I got it, but it was miserable to, to audition for it. And yeah. I was like, you know what? Was this I'm in gonna, San Francisco? This was in San Francisco. I was like, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. Yeah. Well, there's no there's no pretense of art or entertainment at all. They really... It's, it's, it's when commerce completely takes over. And so even the people who are... The, the casting people, they don't... They don't uh, grant you any sort of illusion at all that you are an actor. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it is really like you stand over there, you go over there. Uh, hands up, who's auditioning for this? Get in that room. You know, I, I it's like you're herded around. It's just, it's awful. It's, it's really awful. I've been insulted so many times on those auditions that I finally realized it's not worth it. Like because I, I'd been approached like, hey, the director wants you to come in for this, and there's right. something about that that's like, oh, somebody requested me specifically. Okay. There's a certain amount of respect here. This person is aware of me and everything. Then once you especially get... if it's somebody esteemed like a Fritz yeah. Coleman yeah, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly precisely. Yeah. So or I'm, a yeah. Johnny Mountain if uh-huh. you prefer exactly. the uh, the sure. CBS. Oh, has he started cast? competing commercials for the weather? Yeah, I mean you know I I I participated in what we call the Goofy Weather Commercial Arms Race. Yeah. <laughs> They Who's they have we by the way when uh, you say we call he it and the other yeah. members of the goofy weather commercial community right. sure These there's an open filled vinegar sodden yes. people yep. there's an there's an open there's an open call every year uh, down at the community theater. Um, I guess you've never you've never been invited to the call. I guess I got to start reading backstage West. Yeah. Can I? I well, after you dropped out of that production of Our Town, he was he was blackballed. <laughs> Can I interject? What was one... it? Mercury poisoning, Paul? <laughs> I I was no. It was really politics because I wanted the show to be called My Town. Oh. <laughs> Paul had gold poisoning, you know, from eating too much gold. It's just handfuls of gold. Um, I, can I interject one thing? This is on you the may. subject of Los Angeles. I'll allow it. This is on like your Johnny Mountains and stuff like that. Sure. I um I had not watched any live television in like several years. Um, because I steal my television programs from the internet Why and, and watch them. Yeah, it's sure. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but r- recently, um, I've taken to watching NBC's popular Thursday night lineup live mm-hmm. because I can't bear to wait another twenty four hours to see Thirty Rock. Basically, Thirty Rock. The yeah. rest of the shows are good, but Thirty Rock is the one that I want to cry when I, with happiness when it comes on. And so sometimes uh, my wife and I will sit down to watch television, mm-hmm. and you we'll got your turn, big bowl of popcorn. We'll turn, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they pop the popcorn, they pour it into a bowl, yes. and take it over by the yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah. We have an air popper. Absolutely. Um, we we like to watch the uh, we, we like to watch the, the, the eight to, from eight to ten. Mm-hmm. All four programs. Mm-hmm. Well, I enjoy all those shows. Absolutely. And uh, sometimes we'll start at seven forty-five. Now. 
It's it, just by happenstance because that's when dinner was ready or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And the show that's on NBC here in Los Angeles at 7.45 is, I think it's Extra. It might be Access Hollywood. I'm not sure which one of those is which. It's not Entertainment Tonight. Right. Um, that is the one that's very identifiable because of Mary Hart. Okay, who there's no in being on that show. There's no <laughs> yes. there's no Mary Hart. There's these two skinny scary ladies. Yes. Um and are they shrill? They're oh, they couldn't be more shrill. I okay. think that's Access Hollywood. There's okay, Access Hollywood. Yeah. So there's a couple of there's a is couple of Is anyone from weird the band things. Sugar Ray involved? No, there's no Sugar Ray guy. Uh, I don't think he's doing that anymore. It's a oh, okay. former Saved by the Bell star. Uh, no, present. no Saved by no. That is no, extra. I do know that one is extra. Okay, that that is extra. So this yes. must be Access Hollywood. Must be process <laughs> of elimination. <laughs> yeah, deductive reasoning. Um, so a couple of amazing things about this 15 minutes of television that I w- watch just regular television i watch every week number one i don't know if this is exclusive to this entertainment news program but they edit they offer an editorial at the end of every story the hosts offer an editorial at the end of every story Mm -hmm. and it could not be more idiotic Mm -hmm. like it's not just like they have these strong opinions that are being presented in a professional manner. Yes. Because they're good enough to be have one of the top six jobs in their industry. That's right. Um, and they they're so strong and so contentless mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it just freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Like it flips me out. <laughs> what's an example? Well, like I don't know if I can picture this. They'll yet. be like, like what's a what's a big story in entertainment news? Tiger right Woods' now? Uh, mistress They'll, car crash. One of them will say, "Well, I think that there are some things that are more important than playing golf." <laughs> <laughs> And but it'll be but it'll be that but it'll somehow stretch to three sentences, which is a really awkward length mm-hmm. because it means somebody told them to banter, right? And they're supposed to have a perspective on everything, right? But since they have no perspectives on everything, anything because yeah. they haven't thought about anything in their lives, mm-hmm. it's uh, because they live difficult. in a crazy fantasy world. Exactly. So this is the context for this. Mm-hmm. But then in between this program and the Thursday night programs on NBC. There's a there's a, a promo for the NBC local news, mm-hmm. and what's amazing to me is somehow some by some magical process mm-hmm. that I can't even begin to understand, the city of Los Angeles's local news programs have managed to make themselves seem more dumb than Access Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> These are news programs, ostensibly. It's it like my mind like this incre- like this incredible old man comes on my television in HD mm-hmm. and and just says something like it just says something like dogs and raccoons mortal enemies find out at 11 or like wait are they I don't oh, no. know I I don't know that is a bad example I because didn't, yeah. I couldn't make it through Leno I tried to make it through I would have left my bowl out. of popcorn we're on the floor a, we're up shit that. creek if that's true. How are it, humans going to survive this coming war? It's really like it's really amazing that they've managed to turn this to to, to turn this thing. Like the, the, their top story will be on the news. Mm-hmm. I want to be clear again. The news will be about say Usher. <laughs> right. <laughs> the right, top right. story on the news yeah. will be like Usher in Los Angeles 
Will he fight dogs? <laughs> Find out at 11. Again, I want to hear about that yeah. story. Are, Will all, he? I know you're just, trying to make it sound vapid, but these sound they just, important. They just go in and they say, do Jews drink the blood of babies? Find out at 11. Again, Jesse, these are the yeah, worst examples. I know. I'm, I'm Lightning McQueen. Lightning the Queen? <laughs> McQueen. Oh, Lightning McQueen. Yeah. I thought somebody was in the process of making the Queen a lighter person. <laughs> yeah, lightning. Either, either weight-wise or skin tone-wise. Uh-huh. Or just in terms of gravitas. Sure, yeah. Make it more fun. <laughs> okay, Jordan. More approachable. So, do, you feel, do you feel conflicted about Jordan? <laughs> I like that you said it like Jordan was the one who went off on that tangent. Yeah, that was... Okay, was, Jordan. Sorry. Sorry, I <laughs> Enough got Enough of me talking about something. <laughs> I'm done with me. Uh... Yeah, I mean, this is I, yes. Uh, you, Paul, you made a, a point about humiliation yes. uh, in the commercial audition. If business. I could just interject here, Jordan, <laughs> I would. What, what you don't understand, Paul, is that as the host of this program, oh, it's my job God. to keep things laser focused on the topic at hand. Of course, which is why I went to Jordan, who was talking about the topic. So absolutely, I'm going to go back. And the to topic Jordan. on hand is what Jesse is thinking of <laughs> and wants to say out loud. You know. I think that the key the key aspect of keeping people on target is the phrase "if I may interject something." <laughs> I think that is how people. If stay I on may track. stop you in your tracks, Paul. Excuse me, I am not uh, a heathen. Uh, uh, no, I am not, not a heathen. Of course not. I'm. I may not be the Queen of England. <laughs> you're light. You're lighter than her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she could use some lightning. <laughs> she certainly could. Um. Yes, uh, I went in for a commercial. Jordan's uh, thoughts on the on the Queen of England, I can only presume. <laughs> um, it was for Dockers. <laughs> the conceit of this commercial was that uh, a bunch of guys from different walks of life mm-hmm. uh, were walking around with no pants on, singing mm-hmm. a song about not wearing pants. This is the only explanation I got. Uh and we walked in. That's enough to go on. And they, you see that, you know, you're going in on that one. And so mm-hmm. there's a little kind of like kind of like a bar room chant that you have to do about okay. not wearing pants. Okay. Anyway, so I got in there, and the guy's like, "All right, guys, pull down your pants." Oh come on! Not even a if you're comfortable. <laughs> was nowhere on the audition. Just all right, guys, pull down your pants. Is that so they can see that you're not hiding the fact? Yeah, that you right. Have you have been burned. Yeah. Over the- <laughs> The whole lower third of your body. Oh, I, I was in a hideous house fire when I was 18. Yeah, like, so, man, can you maybe sorry. imagine what I would look like in boxer shorts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casting people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, First find out if you like the people, then ask them, by the way, are you hideously disfigured below the waist? Right. Because there's a lot of uh, leg in this commercial. Yeah. You don't have a demon penis, do I'll you? I'll tell you, I'm not so sure if... I, 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 this sounds good in theory, mm-hmm. but I will tell you from my experience in my one commercial in which I went... Audition for it. Then... Yeah, the one you won't shut up about. <laughs> then they, then really they... lording it over everybody. Jeez, Al Bundy, we know <laughs> you won the Polk High they, trophy. They, call, they called me and, and offered me the commercial, and it was then, after they had offered it to me, that they mentioned that there would be nudity involved. <laughs> Nudity. <laughs> yeah, nudity. So I can see where they might, it might be more reasonable to ask them to drop trout at the audition. What was this a commercial for? <laughs> Gay pornography. Does that really need advertising? <laughs> I feel like you're either on board or you're not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's well, not say, you know, the, 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 the commercials sell a lifestyle. It's not right. necessarily uh, about the product. Good it's just point. like. Like Axe Body Spray. Mm hmm. Squirt. 
And uh, another thing Ugh. that I've uh, that I uh, just just can't stand about commercial—it's uh, awful about commercial auditioning. Paul is upset, badly like upset. I don't like that word. Yeah. Um, in your experience, have you have you seen people dressing like the thing oh, they're coming into course. play? I fucking want to kill myself. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. what are you gonna do? I I, you know? I get just dressed like the thing. You, yeah, Jordan I mean, Jordan showed up in a blazer with a patch on it that he'd made himself that said Rushmore Academy. Hmm. So to play, I can't remember which commercial this was. Though. Yeah, what are we talking about again? I don't know. Axe what. body spray, Dockers. Oh yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Peanuts. that's yeah, and uh, and yes, and of course it's just the kookiest. LA and and I you know being a type being uh uh you know goofy stoner enthusiastic guy at a party these are all uh parts that I audition for mm-hmm. uh yeah I'm just I'm I'm just with the worst set of level 1 groundlings people that mm-hmm. uh you know you could ever meet anyway it's sad I don't know if I want to do it I'd like $10,000 that's it. That's my last. Sure. That's my final thought about commercial. It would be great to get ten thousand dollars. It's nice I mean, to pay the, your bills, isn't it? Though, it's yeah, a, it's, it's fun. amazing. The ten thousand dollars <laughs> part of it is really amazing. Yeah. It's like magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I magically get to stay living where I'm living. Mm-hmm. So, like someone, someone, I magically get to have lights on in my home. It's yeah. great. Someone invited me to audition for a, a like a, um, a voiceover uh, job, like a, for a national voiceover mm-hmm. campaign. Yeah, and. And um, I found out uh, the 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 people who put, made the campaign had selected me, mm-hmm. and, and I was eventually unselected by the client. Yes, which which that's there's always right. that right. Mm-hmm. And but uh, I was impressed, I was stunned when I found out that if this had happened, ten thousand dollars for a for six radio yeah. commercials, yeah, 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 for it's great. three hours of work. Yes, absolutely, it's great. <laughs> But it's that is that is the the you forget about that part of it. My my fiance, she does a lot of commercials. Congratulations on being a fiance. Thank you very much. Um, and so that's the, I I always forget about that. That there's then the hurdle of the client at the end of it all. And these are people that they're so panicky about what they're doing that uh, they're they're making choices out of fear, pretty much. Like, uh, 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 no, not to that person. You know, for who knows why. Uh, there's, you know? uh, Wi-Fi, social networking. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Exactly. What are you talking about? Yeah. Sure. So, you know, you never know. And they're, because their I actually, whims are un- so unpredictable. I, you know. I was going to do this voiceover. I got replaced by a Mobisode. <laughs> there you go. Um, Paul, so, oh, Paul, you... you it's, it's it's a running joke that Jesse likes to shoehorn in. We're not appropriate. No, it's fine. We say fine, Mobis. Jordan, you said fine. it before. You no, said no, no. two, and I said the most ridiculous. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. That you're, was... you're just trying to show off for Paul F. Tompkins. No, you're right. You want to see my penis? It's really working. <laughs> yeah, really I know. Working. You don't have a Jordan, penis. Jordan, drop your trousers. Yeah, right. Uh, what do you do? Uh, you, you've said, you said you've recently uh, uh, kicked commercial auditioning to the curb. Was yeah. that for any particular reason, or was there just one final Yeah. There was one, both, yeah. It was. Okay. It was uh, the the reason was there was one final humiliation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was a situation where. Do the, they want this... you to do anal, Paul? No, I'm happy to do that. Right. I don't know why. That's never a deal breaker. Right. Just ask me. Right. Um, it was. A situation so don't just where... slide it in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want to yeah, be yeah. asked? Look, first. be upfront with me. Yeah. 
Don't play games. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah the director requested me, uh, and uh, it was part because of... Because he was probably a fan of yours, what with you being one of the funniest guys around. Presumably, sure. yes. Uh, being aware of me, I don't think that uh, it was for just my my acting reel. I and, think like and it was, also, it was Paul, a funny commercial. Because yeah. you have a very specific tone. Speaking of specific tones. Yes, yes, yes. Nobody is trying to decide whether they should cast Artie Lang or Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> yeah. It could go either way. Yeah. yeah. For, our, for our national campaign. Yeah. What do we want to say here? Well, either this guy or that guy. Um, so uh, I, I would be the, the sort of face of this campaign. You know, that's what they were looking for was somebody right. to be this recurring character. So you would be character. on the billboards. Uh, yeah, in, whatever in the, it was. The, yeah. yeah, It's a series of commercials, TV spots. You so, would be – so you would essentially be the voice of the Arby's roast beef sandwich. <laughs> yes. It was not – the Arby's roast beef sandwich. It wasn't? No, it was not. I don't know why, why not? you immediately leapt to that conclusion. Isn't that what commercials are for? Some. <laughs> Specifically the Arby's roast beef sandwich commercials. QED. But are you it saying... It has been proven. Are you under the impression that all commercials are somehow also advertising the Arby's roast beef sandwich, no matter what they are ostensibly for? Paul, if they're not advertising the Arby's roast beef sandwich... Mm then why do they always make me think about Arby's roast beef sandwiches? Uh, I don't know if we'll ever have the answer to that question. <laughs> like, you know that commercial, for example, where uh, Ashton Kutcher is going around taking pictures of women at a restaurant? Yes. That's for Arby's roast beef sandwiches, right? Because you're supposed to think restaurant, Arby's, roast beef sandwiches. I guess you're right. Okay. Um, this was for uh, the Orbitz travel service. Okay, sure. Um, which of these spots are running right now? These are where they have a, a woman in tennis clothes. Is that right? No, that's the gum. Oh, that's the gum. That's the chewing yes. gum. Yes. Are the gum and the travel service affiliated? Wait, is Orbit's the one? No, one is, is with a Z. Mm. Is Orbit's the one where they have a lawn gnome in different places? No, I forget what's that another is that one of Travelocity. Those? That's Travelocity. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, this is not that. Okay. Um, so the director requests me. Uh, I go in, and uh, you know it's one of those. Okay, who's rating for this? Go over there and all that. No, well, no, it's one of those ones where they point at you. They say, "You, you, you, and you. You're reading this part. Go stand over there. You, you, and you. You're reading the other part. You go stand over there." And uh, I was put in the wrong group, and I raised my hand very politely. And I you said, were with a bunch of African American women. <laughs> <laughs> and my sassiness got me yeah, in that right. group. Your considerable sass. Uh, I there was there was a, a very big role and a very small role, and I was put in the very small role camp. And I mm -hmm. said, "Excuse me." I was told I was reading for the very big role, and this woman said, well, I'm telling you now that you're reading for the very small role. Everybody laughs. Wow. So I'm... Uh, you're getting slammed by yeah, a... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm wow. going, because it's like th there's there's a, a certain group of people that uh, do a lot of commercials. They're very used to this, and so these uh, commercial uh, veterans yes. were like, ah, this Work, guy doesn't know the score, you know? So um, I didn't know, know what profiles were the other day. Like, What's your profiles? And I I asked what that was. Were you turned to the and, side? And, yeah, yeah, and uh, got and got. Uh, I like that they asked what profiles at. plural in case right. like your left side was like oh right yeah this right. guy looks like uh, a monster right side Ugh. right side human left side creature yeah spike so, face it's yeah. fair to assume with Jordan though because he does wear that half mask that covers the right half of his face you didn't wear that to the audition did you Uh, yeah oh, yeah Jordan. 
Uh, it turns out it's just a novelty mask. Right. Back to me. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's embarrassing to be laughed at in front of you yes. know, by a large group of people. Particularly when you're a man who, I, I'm not trying to toot your horn, but you've had your own television show with your name in the show. Listen, I'll toot my own. Okay. This is before that happened. This okay. is before those days. Now, But now it's like, yeah, there's no way <laughs> that I would do that. So um, I, I say, all right. I'm going to go ahead and audition for this other part. I, I I make one more effort to say, like, privately, like, I really was told, you know, the director wanted me to read this part. It's like, well, um, that's not what we have here. I was like, okay, so I'll read the smaller part, which consists of one word. Yeah. So I do the one word, and I do it as best as I can. And so I, I'm on my way out, and then the other casting director said, by the way, we did check, and uh, this is the part you were supposed to read for, so we didn't make a mistake. And I said, okay. So I call my... We wanted to make you feel like shit on your way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. We're not dumb. You are. Uh, yeah, right. Just to yeah. make that clear. That's amazing. Like, I don't know where you got the highfalutin idea that you were better than you are, but you're not. Yeah. You're just as good as we think you yeah. are. So I call my, my manager it's and I say... It's our job to decide who is and isn't yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way we could have made a mistake. So I call my manager and say, this is what happened. My manager says, oh, that's not good. I will you know, call and blah, blah, blah. So then I'm, I'm asked to come back in mm -hmm. and read for the original role. Um, so I am sitting there and I'm going over the, the sides. That's the lines, the, okay. the dialogue. Is that like profiles? It's not... <laughs> It's a cousin to profiles. Okay. It's like a jar um, of pith. Like sides, you know, the profile <laughs> is the side. Sure. Um, so uh, I see out of my peripheral vision these two casting directors who had humiliated me the day before. I see them uh, see me. I see them talk to each other, you know, in a whispered conversation. And I see them walk away. Neither one of them comes over to me and says, hey, sorry about that mix-up. Yeah, That's all it takes. Yeah. It's just, hey, you know, we're sorry we were given bad information, whatever. But, like, I wanted to say, hey, over there, remember when you laughed at me yesterday? <laughs> and then re-laughed at me on my yeah, way out? Yeah, you made a point to say that you yeah. were right and I was wrong. Do you remember when that happened? Mm -hmm. Yesterday? <laughs> so, uh, I, so then... I'm waiting around and waiting around and waiting around and uh, yeah, a lot of yeah, yeah. there's a lot of there's a they lot of coming in too and, yeah because it's because it's advertising they bring in a million people yeah. to audition for these things so it's a good chunk out of your day you know so I'm waiting around and I'm just about to leave I'm just about mm -hmm. to say this is not it's not worth it you know and they say hey uh, uh, Paul you're next um, and then they do that thing where they give crucial information that they should have given you yeah, when you first got sure. there. I Maybe can't remember what it was. Maybe it should be on the form. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, uh, then... like, And then some light tumbling. They're yeah, like, yeah. what? They're like, you're a horseback rider, correct? Yeah, mm -hmm. something... Yeah, exactly. Something like it informs... Well, it informs how you're going to perform the, the spot, you know? Um, so, and because this is a, this is a character, you know, uh, they say you, you have a Latin voice, correct? <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly. right. Oh, this guy, um, just so you know, um, <laughs> he, he's uh, an English aristocrat. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, uh, the guy, the guy gives me this information and then, uh, he's, he's leading me into the room and then he says, 
oh yeah, I should probably uh, tell everybody else that. And then he walks out of the room. Now, I have been ushered into the room where the director, the clients, all these people are. This guy who is supposed to be the guy who introduces me to everybody is now gone. Now, these people, they're not going to introduce themselves to me because that is beneath them. Sure. Um, and I'm not sure. Oh, I've if... tried to shake people's hands before oh, yeah, when yeah, I've yeah. gone in there. That, no, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. So I said that hi. Not done. And nobody, nobody <laughs> even acknowledged that I was in the room. And I'm wearing the house lab coat, which we all must wear for this thing. <laughs> no. So it's like, oh, these motherfuckers. So. I'm standing there, um, and uh, so then the other guy comes back in, and I am just... House lab coat and propeller beanie. Yeah, well, at least there was some dignity. They had lost the propeller beanie. They they just imagined it. (laughs) Sure, sure. So I go through it. They did ask you to stick your hair up in the middle, though. Yeah, of course they did. So I just kind of went through it. I didn't even really try i was just i was just so pissed and you i were just broken down at that yeah point. i mean like I, I i honestly i gave it a shot but i was i was just seething with rage that after all this and like so somewhere in this in this group is the director who requested me even he has not made himself known he has not said thanks for coming in sorry about the mix-up yesterday there's none of that yeah and they and then after it was done they didn't really talk to me and i'm like Fuck this! Never again! Never again! If they want to, if they want to, just give me a commercial to do. Absolutely, absolutely. But I'm not going to go through this process again. I just can't, you know. I I can I can only imagine, frankly. But I don't blame anybody who does. And like my 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 fiance does it. I admire that she. Congratulations, can, by she, the way, on being a fiance. Thank, thank you again. <laughs> but she said, yeah, that's what it's like. And I was like, I don't know how you fucking do it. Like you you are made of sterner stuff than I am because that really hurt my feelings. That whole thing. <laughs> I really can't imagine. Okay, well we we got to take some calls and whatnot. So we'll be back in just. Just a second on Jordan. Jesse. Are you, st- were you just stretching? Was that what that was? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Cause you went, uh, no, no, that like, was just, a... Oh, I was going to tell the punchline to my axe body stray story. <laughs> uh, there isn't one. I'm going in to do it. I don't like the idea of it. Do you like how this is just Jordan, Jesse, sad, the, the many oh. humiliations no. of the hosts of Jordan, Jesse go. Do and we Paula all want to go around and say something we're thankful for? I'm, <laughs> I'm thankful that while Paul's story went on and on and I know, on, I, know. I had a nice dog on my lap to pet. Yeah. Uh, I'm thankful. Mm, Horse stick. Yeah. It's pretty big. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I'm thankful that while you were insulting me and talking about how great it is to have that dog on your lap... That dog looked not into it at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. That dog really looked like it wished it was someplace it else. It made the jack-off motion with its paw, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it Kind did. of like, it yeah, did. I'm into this. It did. It did. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Paul F. Tompkins, the gentleman comedian. I like that. That's good. That's really solid. You you actually were thinking about it. Yeah. I thought about it immediately after we talked about it, then I just stored it up in my brain. That's so great. That's so great. I, I have to admit that I am the one 
who left his <laughs> ringer on. Yeah. In I did this panic thing. that it was me for a second. I think you know what I think I might have done. I think I might have had it off, and then you turned and it then on. turned it on. Oh, <laughs> the because old switcheroo. I do remember doing it mm. when we yes, sat you remember, down. You remember touching that button and moving yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, here's here's what I'm here's what I'm trying to get at, you guys. I'm trying to get at uh, on Jordan Jesse Go. We invite people to call in and share their stories and experiences with us. Get a little bit of guidance from us in some cases. Um, and I think we should take this opportunity to see what people have to say. It's a capital idea. Absolutely. Hi, Jordan Jesse. This is Dave from Berkeley. I had some bad news. I was coming across the bay on the BART, coming into the West Oakland stop, and I saw Ira Glass territory tagged on a building wall. I'm afraid he's expanding. Oh, God damn it, Glass. That is some really funny what? graffiti, I yeah. have to say. Ira Glass territory. Only in Berkeley, right, guys? Why Here's do I, only I take in... it as an insult, though. Like, somebody's trying to insult that territory by saying, <laughs> like, eh, this is like Ira Glass territory. <laughs> like, somebody doesn't like it. It's just, if there's one thing, I'll tell you this. If there's one thing that the graph community hates, it's people who say, um, when they're broadcasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about baby-voiced women? Do there they have are... a problem with that? <laughs> there are people who really, really get upset about people saying, um, we're doing broadcasting. I know this because I can't imagine the... Uh, and, you know, we, we've talked about it. We hold Ira Glass in the highest esteem, absolutely. of course. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolute d- top of the pops. Sure. But I the man get, likes Soul Calibur. I get, we know that. I get runoff hate mail from Ira Glass. I get hate mail sometimes that says something like, um, for example, why do you speak so haltingly on your show? You're practically as bad as Ira Glass. (laughs) Who I hate for these reasons. (laughs) Yes. And you're like, just because I'm under 60, that's the qualification for being, for being, uh, for being, what do, like do they ever give examples of who's good? Way, by the way, the other phone yeah, is they, ringing. This is just like, an yeah. this is just a cavalcade of embarrassment for me. Sure. <laughs> is there no voicemail on that phone? Or there's no voicemail. It's just gonna it's keep just gonna ringing. Keep is it some that... sort of hotline? <laughs> yes, it's a hotline. Do you need to fight a fire? <laughs> Somebody heard <laughs> is me. Is it were... the commissioner? <laughs> Will the commissioner be angry? <laughs> an old fuddy-duddy who listens to public radio heard we brought up Ira Glass, and they wanted to call in and uh, let us know that. Um, at first, they weren't so sure about this show with yeah. all these young people just talking about their experiences because mm-hmm. they didn't think they would be able to relate. But sure. then they learned about <laughs> the universality of human emotion and the medium of storytelling. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they got finally got to that at, at such an advanced age before but, it was too late. But, oh, universality of human experience. But they don't, ah, but they don't understand why... <laughs> I'm almost dead. <laughs> but they don't understand why Mr. Glass has to say um so much. Yeah. But I want to know, who do they hold up as the standard of, like, this is a great person, this person never says um, you know? Oh, I, I don't know, know but who I'll that tell, is. Let's be honest. When was the last time you heard Ophabia Quist Arcton say um? Is that from Harry Potter? I don't know. That, <laughs> I, don't, I, I didn't read those books. I'm sorry. Um, but I Home also run. would say, let me say this too, as somebody who who receives uh, in, from various social networking sites the thoughts of people I have right. never met and right. may never meet. Right. The 
I didn't like this at first, but now I do story is most unwelcome. I don't <laughs> yeah. need to know that. I don't need to know Somebody... that at first you hated me, but then somehow I wore you down and you came around. <laughs> Somebody um, last year at, uh, at, at Max FunCon, our mm-hmm. annual convocation of things that are awesome in Lake Arrowhead, California, um, <laughs> Somebody went is up that to behind me on a board. <laughs> it is, yes. Um, it, it, if you uh, could say it a few times, that'd be yeah, great too. It would be awesome at the top of the hour. Just yeah, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. on uh, the sevens. Our uh, our pal. That's uh, for traffic. Our pal Maria Bamford, of course, one of the absolutely. one of the funniest, if not the funniest absolutely comedian in America. She is. Yes, indeed. A mind, one of my all-time favorites. Mind. I like her better than you. Sorry, sorry. I'm also. I a wanted guy. to win at that. Sorry. I, I was out of line, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Apology accepted. Let's put this behind um, us. Someone went up to Maria mm-hmm. and said, and I didn't hear this from Maria. I heard this from Jimmy Pardo, who's been obsessing about it ever since. Um, someone went up to Maria and said, you know, the first time I saw you, I didn't get your humor. But tonight, I thought you were really amazing. And it's true. It's like you can, because when you hear that, you can understand intellectually that this person has nothing but the best of intentions. Yeah. They re- and you can also understand, I think, uh, that how someone could not get something at first but then get it. Yes, that absolutely. actually sure. is also a normal thing. Yes, and is. so for those two reasons, you could see why someone, especially you know, depending on where they were on the autism spectrum, mm-hmm. would say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, would yeah. say that and sincerely intended as a sincere compliment and there be no logical inconsistencies in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, there's no way to say that without it being upsetting for the person who hears it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also, mean, uh, if somebody maybe looks a little bit like Jack Osborne, don't go around telling him that. <laughs> so, uh, oh, well, that's you know, that's Tom, an awful... Tom Sharpling, the host of the best show on WFMU. Sure, this is a uh, conversation that we the have. The Jersey had. Kid. We have had. Yes, that's right. We've had this conversation Kid many Jersey. times. Kid Jersey. Kid I'm Jersey. sorry, I messed it up. I don't want to get any Jesse was wrong emails. I actually wanted the Jesse was wrong emails. That's why I did not correct okay. you. <laughs> I wanted to see if people correct you. Um, that you should never, ever, ever tell people who they look like. Never ever, yeah. never ever. Keep it to yourself. You know, there's because you might think, well, this isn't an insult to say. Um, that's not for you to decide what is right. an insult and what is not. But you also might think, well, uh, it's true. Doesn't mean you have to say it. Doesn't mean you ever have to say it. Some thoughts are private, and you can keep it to yourself. Yeah, that's a really good How point. about you enjoy that on your own? Do you feel like that's a good take home for this week's program? I do. Some thoughts are I private. Do I do indeed. Some thoughts are private. Some thoughts, some thoughts you have about other people are private. Uh, I have a, I have a "You Look Like Jack Osborne" story that happened. Yeah, this sure. Week. Uh, I, um, I, you're I was, a lot better looking than Jack Osborne, by the way, Jordan. Uh, some people don't say that though. Some people don't add that. Yeah, that's an important part to add because yeah, I always like the the uh, the <laughs> the qualify like you. You look like a better looking a version. Better of him. looking of this famously ugly person. Yeah. So I'm only kind of, of ugly. Like, I have ugly qualities. You're, you're ugly enough that you remind me of this guy. Yeah. You're, you're kind of like a slightly more handsome Steve Buscemi. Sure. <laughs> uh, I, I, for my, my regular job is on Hold on fuel. one second. I'm sorry. Yes. I feel like that was an insult to Steve Buscemi. <laughs> like he gets, sorry. he gets dragged into this. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't on. do anything. Buscemi's great. Buscemi's one of the best. What's not to love? Uh, I'm sorry, pray, a director Jordan. as well as an actor. Yeah. Um, uh, my job on Fuel TV, I have to interview a lot of um, 
you know, like surf dudes, skateboard dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I was interviewing a particular surf dude. We had a very nice sit down. Um, uh, had some you know, tea. Had some tea. Sure. Surf um, tea? Yeah, yeah. Well, hang ten tea. Hang tea? Hey, yes. Uh, you know, 20, minute, 20 minutes I spent with this guy. Mm-hmm. and um, That's this, probably plenty, right? That, that is, yeah. I don't know a ton of surfers, but I bet that's about. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, you want to wet the audience's whistle. and then Absolutely. After about 20 minutes, that's when you start getting concerned that he's going to bring out his guitar. <laughs> right, yeah. Or bong. Guitar yeah. or bong. Yeah. One of or the two. Or a combo. Sure. <laughs> um. So you, 20 minutes with this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we're just Thank kind of... Thank you, Paul, of, for hosting kind of... the program. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I dropped the ball, I have to admit. <laughs> I just assume we all take turns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, a fair assumption, frankly, <laughs> given the performance I've turned in today. Sure. Right. Go ahead, Jordan. Um... Uh, so <laughs> nicely done. Mm-hmm. Back on track. So, Please, Jordan, continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> have I ever told you guys about the commercial? I yes, a lot, <laughs> many times. Um, so, so you know, we spent out. We're, we're just kind of hanging around till the next guy gets there, and he's like, "Hey, you know, you look like Jack Osborne," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah I get that a lot." And he's like, "Have you ever used it?" I'm like, what, what do you mean, used it? And then he makes the penis and vagina motion with his hand. He's like, you know, used it. Uh, I'm like, oh, no. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not sure there's a lot of women out there just dying to sleep with Jack Osborne. I'm like, truthfully, I'll probably have more luck just trying to get laid as Jordan Morris. He's like, Jordan Morris? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> That's wow. me. That's wow. me. We wow. just talked for a while. Hi, That's fine. Jesse Go. This is Zach in Sacramento. I was calling because I drive uh, school buses for a living. Um, not much for a living, but um, so I'm walking up and down the aisles, and I see a crumpled up piece of paper, oh and it's a paper That's that somebody funny. had written about the Crusades. And then they went on to list um, examples of holy wars that had happened. And number one, for example. People had problems against Jews, and that was in Europe around the 14th and 15th century. They solved it with killing them, comma, not the best idea, with not underlined. And <laughs> I just thought that was awesome. Thank you. Have a great show. It's good to know that this kid's heart's in the right place. Yes, yeah. I, I didn't know where that was headed because, for, for a while. Because no, that was that was a roller coaster yeah, ride. Yeah, it was. All. It was. It started out. Yeah. Is this nut? <laughs> well, that guy. First of all, he drives school buses, plural, for a living. <laughs> but then, uh, why did he apologize for his job? So, yeah. Not the best job. I think it's a fine job. No, it's great. What's the nice government wage. <laughs> You're helping kids. Kids have to get to school. Sure. <laughs> it, but what? But what? Really, the real sort of the real flip, the real turn mm-hmm. is <laughs> when is when in this paper because of. The frankly poor grammatical construction. Yes, I don't mean Let's to speak out here. of school, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that when when the person when the person who wrote this, the child who wrote this, writes, they solved it by killing them. Yes, sure. that's the concern yes. because they are essentially suggesting that the Spanish Inquisition mm-hmm. uh, was a solution. Yeah, to something. A solution. Yeah. 
Not the final solution. No. The final solution. Although they came had a later. lot in common, didn't they? That yeah. solution and the final solution. <laughs> they did. Um, yeah. The 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 idea of I'm presenting that some people had a problem with the Jews. Here's how they solved it. <laughs> they killed them. Uh, and then I like the uh, the the understatement of the century. <laughs> not the best idea. Not underline. They underline not. Yeah, not. Yeah. Yes, just, just so people didn't accidentally skim over it. Although I, t- I will say this about that paper. I don't like the editorializing. Yeah, That's true. Right. That's you know? a good point. Yeah. To... You have to let your let your facts speak for themselves. Save it for exactly. ac- save it for access they, Hollywood. These right? people, <laughs> it's clear <laughs> that save your leave, opinions. It, leave it to the access Hollywood gang. Yeah. <laughs> Those harpies always have something to say. <laughs> By the way, is that the show where Sometimes you see the director of the show talking to them. Like Do they, they show that? I think that's TMZ you're thinking of. No, no, no. I saw one that was one of those one of those produced half hours. It's not like you know Harvey and the bullpen talking All to right, the gang. Gang, what do we got? But it's like because it was two women and they're hosting the show, and for some reason they were sitting down on the set, not in chairs, yeah. but like on the floor, like just on kind the, of the idea like a little step. This is the cameras. We we just turned them on. Yeah, yeah we yeah, let yeah. them roll, and this is the what happened. Yeah. How is that good? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't like, know. Because you're, you're talking about not much entertainment value, uh, production value to begin with. It's just right. two people standing around. Sure. Then it's like, ah, don't even stand. Just sit on the floor, and then we'll show the director at some point. <laughs> Although I. I will say Make this. Make a couple of phone calls. Why are we seeing the behind the be scenes hosting? of what is ostensibly a behind the scenes show? I will <laughs> say this on behalf of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is that uh, this morning on, I guess it would have been weekend edition on mm-hmm. National Public Radio, my, my wife was listening to it and ran into the bathroom where I was brushing my teeth mm-hmm. to tell me about something exciting she had heard, mm-hmm. which was a gentleman, an old English guy, had written a book about Winston Churchill, the mm-hmm. great Winston Churchill, sure. and he had, in his youth, as a teenager, a young teenager, seen Winston Churchill in the lobby of a hotel mm-hmm. on his way somewhere and thought, this is my chance to speak with Winston Churchill, went up to him, proffered his hand, mm-hmm. said, it's a pleasure to meet you, uh, Mr. Churchill. What is the secret of your success? Mm-hmm. And Winston Churchill, without hesitation, said, the conservation of energy. Do not stand when you can sit. Do not sit when you can lie down. Mm-hmm. So they're just, they know the secret of success. They but, had the opportunity to sit. But now it's determining. They had the. They should not have had that opportunity. Just though, imagine if these people were in, char- were in charge of our wars in the Persian Gulf. Uh, How far we would be getting. Uh, Hi, Jordan, Jesse. Go. Um, I was just in the convenience store um, fairly late at night in a bad section of town. Um, and the cashier and the security guard were having an argument over... Uh, <clears throat> the Sherlock Holmes movie and whether um, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. was the correct choice for Sherlock Holmes. The security guard maintained that uh, he was a bad choice and that um, a better choice might be Jason Statham. <laughs> and uh, the reasoning that he gave was uh, he said um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was only given the role because he did a good job in that Iron Man movie. And Sherlock Holmes is a thinker. He's not a fighter. <laughs> so that's why Jason Statham would have been a better Jason choice? Yeah, we need a more heady 
no, you need well, you know, more you need an actor known for his uh, his interior, his rich, rich, wow. inner rich life. inner life that he conveys through his eyes. Now, this I would I would wager. <laughs> This was a 7-Eleven <coughs> convenience store because, because of, of the their tie-in, tie-in promotion. Yeah. I bet there's the, all across America. What there's 7-11s. a tie-in promotion between Sherlock Holmes and, and well, 7-Eleven. A, there's yes. a natural marriage there, yes, of yes, course. Yes, sure. There was there was an ad for they have you know posters for various products, 7-Eleven products, and then uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, and then some sentence that ties into. Let me. I'm gonna see if I can find one. Somebody emailed me one. Like solve your hunger mystery or <laughs> something like detect, that. Yes. Detect refreshment. Gentlemen, I beg you to talk amongst yourselves. Okay. okay. I, no, no, we I should attempt find to find specifically. this email. So, but what the magical? The, there's something magical about the inner life of Mr. Jason Statham. Sure. I don't think anyone would deny that. Now, whether it's because he's such a great detector mm-hmm. of faces to kick. <laughs> I do like that, Jason. There's something me about too. that guy. No, huh? me too. I yeah, I, I'm glad you got on this bus because I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm all about it. if Statham's involved, I'll see it. I don't know if I, I would. Do you think I would like to watch Jason Statham movies? The only one I think I saw was I think I saw the Bank Job. Was that what it was called? The Bank Job is the closest thing to a real movie he's done. Okay, because it wasn't that great, but yeah. I did. I did think like. I absolutely understand why people like Jason Statham so much. Sure, uh, yeah, and and great, uh, and I think his other movie that people should see is Death Race. It's a remake okay. of a kind of a campy Roger Corman movie. You're okay. recommending this movie, Death Race? Uh, Death Race is yeah, Death Race is tons of fun. Weren't you also a big fan of a television show called Death Race? No, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. That had the guy from Firefly in it. Hmm. I don't, yeah, I, I can't. Uh, no, I, I mean, I usually like to check in with the cast of Firefly and their new projects. <laughs> uh, none of them have uh, have. Uh, Didn't you? Cotton. Isn't that where you met the captain from Firefly on the set of the oh, Death yeah, Race? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan I, Fillion. Yes. There you go. That guy. Uh, that guy's great it was too. Drive. Drive. Um, you okay. know, and I tried to watch an episode and didn't didn't like it, and then it was oh, okay. kind of uh, subsequently taken off the air pretty quickly. I've heard that uh, Nathan Fillion's television program uh, has gone from being a castle. Straight Castle has gone from being a straight uh, cop show to being a serial comic cop show, uh, and it, it now uses uh, uh, well, Nathan Fillion's strengths much better. Good, yeah. I mean, he's 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 great at the will they won't they sexual tension. Yeah, he's he's great at being a he's <laughs> great at being a charmer. Sure, he's a rapscallion charmer mm-hmm. type. And and made for television, I think. Paul, we have been talking amongst ourselves for a long, long time. Let's, let's find let's find these funny Seven Eleven Sherlock Holmes puns. It doesn't it doesn't look like. I mean, it wasn't a pun. It was, but it was. Oh shoot! I'm really sorry. No, no, no. It's but okay. it was an ad for you've, the. Show. You've ruined the show. If a, anyone out there yeah, yeah. didn't like this week's program, just know that the reason is it's Mr. Paul F. Tompkins. Because he doesn't have funny Seven Eleven ads on hand. I mean, the, was the show going that great that that ruined it? Okay, I got to be honest with you. It wasn't. Right. <laughs> um, you've it brought was, us down to your C minus level. It was a. Oh, you said it again. I didn't yeah. think you'd go back for that. Um, Pith and vinegar. I know. Good luck on that Axe Body Spray commercial. Oh, uh, hold on just a pathetic. second. We're having a recording trouble nope. here. Anyway, as for taquitos, I I did, did notice I did notice I there being. But I remembered it was for taquitos. I did, did you notice search there for was taquitos a... in your inbox. I did not because they were an image. Oh. Mm. 
I did I did notice the Sherlock Holmes taquitos tie, and I'm like, that's the most insulting product you could put by that. I don't know <laughs> why, but it just seems like taquitos are especially insulting to yeah. couple with Sherlock Holmes. They're just Holmes. an insulting food. Yeah, right? To any thinking person, mm-hmm. be it uh, Sherlock Holmes or Jason Statham. Is it Statham? Statham. Statham. That's irritating to say. Statham? I like it. feels good to me. Statham. Statham I liked better. Statham? Yeah. Yeah. Statham. Stately. Paul F. Tompkins, I look. Look. Cards on the table time. Cards on the table. Number one, you're obviously a success on the stand-up comedy stage. You're obviously a success in the world of sketch comedy between your work on uh, Mr. Show and your work, of course, on the ill-fated American adaptation of The Fast Show. Was that what it was that you worked no. What was the ill-fated American adaptation of something that you worked the on? The Sketch Show. The Sketch Show. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. My short-form English uh, sketch comedy series were mm. confused. Uh, of course, you're, uh, you're obviously a success uh, as a, a television personality, having had your own television program with your name in the title. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, you've ruined our program today. Is it unfortunate or was it inevitable (laughs) that I would come here as an agent of chaos to destroy the show from within. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan. Yes, Jesse. Oh, it's great to have you here. Thank you. It's good to uh, be we here. We have a sponsor on this week's program. I'm glad we do. And I should explain that this is going to be in the middle of the show, mm-hmm. but Paul F. Tompkins isn't here anymore. No. That's just a, that's just a, what we call a mind freak. Yeah, exactly. We're showing the, we're showing the brush strokes a little bit this week, huh? Yeah, we are showing Letting the brush strokes. Well, you know, here's the thing. My I upgraded to Windows 7. Oh, I shouldn't talk about this because fucking a thousand people are going to send me some bullshit email about switching to Macs. Yeah, Windows 7 isn't that good. Well, it's great for everyone else besides me. Yeah. Everyone I talk to about it's like, man, isn't it great? Like, it's so stable, and it crashes. It's constantly crashing. <laughs> it's like a constant cat. There's like some, it's one of those things where there's just one little thing that's wrong, yeah. and it just means it, that, that it crashes for 15 seconds every 15 minutes, <laughs> which makes it, of course, unusable for recording. Sure. Um, but anyway, sorry, Jordan. I, I don't. Hey, no, that's no, no, not no. what we're here no, to no, talk no, no, about. No, no, we're here sure. to talk about Jacob Haller, our sponsor on this really week's program. Really a good strategy when you're advertising a product, just to find another product to tear down before <laughs> yeah. that. You know what? You know what the Mac OS of singer songwriters is. <laughs> What? Jacob Howler. Jacob Howler. Uh, Jacob was uh, kind enough to sponsor our show a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He was so delighted by the response that he has sponsored our program one more time. You may remember how I talked about how proud I was of his success, given that he was bald, and I am soon sure, will be too. bald, yeah. and I feel like a, cert- a very strong kinship with other bald and balding people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's great. I think this, I think this is tremendous. You can, he's a singer-songwriter. Um, he's a handsome man with a handsome beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a great guitar and a brand new uh, record album. Um, you can you can uh, learn about his music and uh, download it and listen to it at music.jwgh.org. Uh, JWGH being his initials. Yes, I can presume. Or if you just type in Jacob Haller into the Google, uh, you'll get it. H a l l e r. Exactly. His brand new CD is called mistaken identity and it's got a really cool picture of him doing some detective work on it so yeah go to it and did, pick it up because did you he see that he's us. doing detective work i on did it? i know i noticed that isn't that cool that's very cool detectives is he shirtless? are cool detectives are cool yeah he's definitely shirtless he's but he, shirtless he's shirtless and detecting. he's shirtless but he's got like uh i think it's he's got a skin condition like 
uh, with like that one that Michael Jackson had. What's that called? Oh yeah, vitiligo, vitiligo. Yeah, vitiligo. Jackson's disease. Yeah, <laughs> Jackson's disease. He's got a touch of the old Jackson's disease. Okay, well, um, uh, <laughs> so yeah, buy his CD before he dies of Jackson's disease. Yeah, if you if you want to sponsor Jordan Jesse, go. Here's here's how it works. Um, for a personal message, mm-hmm. non business related, hundred bucks. For a business-related message, 150 bucks. That's our offer to you, the Jordan Jesse Go listener. Sure. Um, take us up on it. Take us up on it. People do, and they, they, they're they happy every time. Why somebody, shouldn't they? You want to wish somebody happy birthday, Merry Christmas. You want to wish somebody happy Hanukkah. Uh, you want to wish somebody happy Groundhog Day, happy Valentine's Day. You want to wish somebody... A tet. A joyful tet. If you want to wish somebody a tet offensive. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to offend someone on tet. (laughs) Uh, We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris. Boy detective. Paul F. Tompkins. The gentleman comedian. Oh, it's a pleasure to have the gentleman comedian here. Absolutely, number. I, I just want to say this to anybody out there who's a doubter. One of the best in the business, Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. One of the funniest. Uh, what are you, a Maria Bamford fan? <laughs> He's kind. <laughs> Got to introduce the idea that people doubt that I'm good. <laughs> Jimmy Pardo has a new obsession. As good as it gets, Mr. <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, he's got a new compact disc called uh, Freak Wharf. Oh, I like the direction of this conversation. Freak Wharf, correct? <laughs> yes, Freak Wharf. Well, I, you know what it. I'm going to do? We're going to play, well, at the end of the program, we're, we'll play a clip from uh, oh. Freak Wharf so people know what to get each other for Christmas. Yes, that's a great idea. If they want to have a happy life. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, if you give that's a shit a about choice. caring about your life and having a good time. That's a choice. It's I mean, like it homosexuality in that sense. <laughs> exactly. You're not born with a copy of my CD. <laughs> it's a choice you make. It's, it's, I learned that from uh, uh, happiness uh, from happiness therapist Yakov Shmirnov. He's an expert on happiness. He's got a Ph.D., uh, possibly an honorary PhD in what happiness. What is this nonsense? You didn't know this about Yakov no, Shmirnov? I haven't kept up. Okay, so you know that Yakov Shmirnov... Here's the last I heard. Okay. And, and take it from here. Okay. He's in Branson, Missouri. He's got his own theater, and he does shows there... Twice all the a day. goddamn day. Twice Did a day. Did you know about the Jesus paintings? <laughs> no, I sure didn't. <laughs> he makes Jesus paintings, and sometimes Jesus is doing things like playing sports. Sorry. Okay. Was that going to be part of your thing, Jesse? No, no. I'm glad that you added that. Well, great. I'm glad we're we're all piecing this together. Um, I forget specific. I mean, I think like not like something weird like curling or something like that. Right. Like baseball. Like both American and European footballs. Ooh, good question. It it just I can't comment. Would it be football? (laughs) Yes. What is plural of footballs? Paul, it, it just so Foot-spallins. it just so happens, it footsball. <laughs> if you're talking about the sport, yeah. I mean, if you're talking about the object, then of right. course it's footballs. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I ju- it just so happens that my neurologist was late for an appointment about two months oh, oh, I'm ago. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, and uh, I found myself reading a Reader's Digest mm-hmm. that featured an article by Yakov Smirnov mm-hmm. about his new. I thought you were usually career. a uh, humor in uniform man. <laughs> <laughs> certainly, certainly. Well, you probably already read this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, it it discussed the fact that he is now a licensed therapist whose work focuses on happiness. Mm-hmm. And he believes that if you force yourself to be happy... This is my understanding. <laughs> you force yourself. 
Do, do most other therapists fo- focus on punctuality? Yeah. Isn't that the goal of all therapy? Hey, I'll tell you, my neurologist could have used a punctuality oh, therapist. Burn, neurology burn. Okay, from time to time on the program, we ask our listeners to call in when something momentous happens to them. It's a segment that we call Momentous Occasions. Uh, let's go to the telephone machine. Hi, Jordan Just to go. This is Tristan in San Jose. Uh, I have a momentous occasion. Uh, first of all, I'm riding hands-free on my bike right now. Uh, uh, I into a mural at my work. My boss had a, a mural painted, and the employees slowly realized that as it was being painted, they were being featured in the mural, uh, including my boss, <laughs> as an angel descending from heaven, bringing cake and flowers <laughs> to all the people. Uh, never been painted to do a mural before, so you guys might want to know. Thank you. That's certainly. Hold on a second. Yeah. Okay. I think that's all. You have a few points of clarification. I think that's all fine. If this guy works in heaven, (laughs) if he he doesn't, I might have a few issues. He did say San. He did say San Jose, but maybe he commutes. Right. He could commute. Maybe above San Jose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Technically speaking, San Jose is heaven on earth. (laughs) I think we all. uh, I mean, you've got the Tech Museum. Sure. You've got the San Jose Sharks. The San Jose Sharks. There's an Amtrak station. <laughs> Do you think San Jose might be? And I'm I'm from I'm from the Bay Area and have a very pro Bay Area stance on most issues, and I want to sure, make as that... does everyone from the Bay Area, right? So, but do you think that San Jose might be the saddest major city in America? Because there are other cities. I mean, there are other cities that may technically be sadder, like uh, mm. fading cities, mm-hmm. like maybe uh, Detroit, because oh, sure. their industry is leaving and they have a very high unemployment rate, yeah, yeah, is yeah. literally yeah. sadder. Yes, people are actually experiencing sadness. But in the sense that there are over a million people mm-hmm. living in San Jose right now, mm-hmm. and they could, they, they're living the exact same lifestyle in this city of a million people. That they would be living in, say, Santa Clara, in Tarzana, mm-hmm. in, like, this is a city that has no distinguishing characteristics at all. I remember they, when we were really into boba, they had boba. They did. It's relatively, but, you know, we could have gone to Walnut Creek for boba. No, sure. Boba was all we were looking for. boba? Bubble tea. Oh. Forgot about bubble tea, yeah. right? So, there, wow. this but, was like, like, but it's not like it came from San Jose. No, no, no. no. Just when we were going to yeah. college, that was one of the closest places to right. get boba. It's right. a truly amazing city, and I don't mean to speak ill of any of its residents. <laughs> I'm sure, that, like, except tons... for all those things you just said. Yeah. No, I'm speaking oh, of the, the city. I'm oh, speaking the of the city, okay. not the residents. I, I will speak ill of the city. Sure, certainly. Um, the residents, I'm sure, are actually probably pretty nice. Mm-hmm. My, you know, they're probably nice people. Uh, who just work in the tech industry nearby or right. something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's lots of nice people who live in San Jose. Google's there. Is Google, but is Google in? Google's not in San Jose though. It's in like some place that's like it's San like Jose. Mount, oh, it's like in Mountain Mountain View. View. I think my last trip to San Jose, I wait. I uh, I guess I I had to do I had to do something at this metal festival that I guess was in Mountain that was View, at and Google. I guess I stayed. And it was at Google. <laughs> metal festival. Metal festival. Google. Okay, we're we're going back to the phones here. Okay. <laughs> Hey, Jordan, Jessica. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I'm sorry. Perhaps this is unprecedented. Yeah. 
we never talked about how super fucked up it was that this guy was having this mural painted yeah, without anybody's glo- consent. I guess we glossed over that. Yes, these people gradually realized, no, hey, no. that's me in that <laughs> yeah. painting. That's, you know, because it, it uh, and I'm also wondering this. I need some more information on this, too. If this guy could call back, that'd be great. Oh, I don't. I, don't. Oh, you're just gonna... I am satisfied. Oh, this is wrong. You know what? Fair enough. The, I, I, this, is my, this is my perspective on this issue. Mm. I come from a neighborhood, the, the mission in San Francisco, that's known for its murals and its mural work. Sure. M- many of these murals are of members of the community. That's a popular subject for a public mural. Absolutely. I mean, it's not, you know, there are also many Aztec-themed murals, certainly. Yeah. Um, probably even more than there are members of the community murals. But you're looking at 15 to 20% are, here's a variety of people from our community on the, you know, big wall at Horace Mann Middle School. Yes. And my, I have always wondered, what do I got to do to get into one of those murals. Right. Because here's the thing. A lot of the people aren't the absolute... It's not all George Washington Carver. Right. A lot of the people are like, you know, uh, Victoria Velasquez, nurse. Mm-hmm. Right? So she's just a nurse. And not saying... I'm not impugning nurses. I'm just saying... You're sort she's of, not raising, like, you're sort she's of not, raising up <laughs> talk show host. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying she's not president of the United States. That's what I'm saying. She's not... She doesn't have some level of accomplishment <laughs> that I could I never you. achieve. I don't I don't think you're going down a very good road yeah, here. Yeah, nope. This, this will not end well. <laughs> she's in... But what I'm saying is she's not top... She's, like, not top 1%. Like, I know that I'll never be... I have top 1% level achievement. You see what, what I'm saying? Do? Just yeah. assist in saving lives, <laughs> right? But 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 there are lots of nurses, and there's some reason that they chose this nurse. <laughs> there are lots of nurses. <laughs> but there's also there's like shopkeeper, you know, local businessman. Sure, sure, they, sure, sure. In other, what I'm saying is that the I know the qualification isn't. These are the absolute most accomplished people in our right. community. In which case, in order to get into this, I would know what I have to do is become one of the most accomplished people in my community. Well, I think you would also need a job where you come in. Con- Contact with people in a certain way, which right. is what the, a shopkeeper, a nurse, have in common. That's is that true. Their jobs involve interacting with There's, the rest of the community. Would you say they're kind of the glue that holds the community together? Probably. Uh, I probably would say w- that. What if I started doing my show in one of those studios, like the Today Show, or you, you know, where there's like a big window so you can look in from outside? I bet so it wouldn't hurt. You should get a t-shirt gun. You could also interview a nurse or a shopkeeper. Jordan, yeah. hold on. Well, Paul, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off here, but Jordan just had a fucking intense no. brainstorm. I heard. I think I wanted to just gloss over it to make myself seem better, but I gotta, <laughs> I gotta admit that's a Jordan, top-notch idea. Say that one more time. Let's get a T-shirt gun. Start yeah. randomly firing T-shirts yeah. Jordan, at the community. Yeah. Jordan, yeah. Have you? Do you have experience with T-shirt guns? Or are you just talking out of your ass? Uh, I will. I mean, I I know what they are. I haven't oper. I haven't operated one. Okay. I don't know where to get uh, uh, balled up T-shirts wholesale. Have you seen the effect that uh, I worked around them? Have you seen the effect that a T-shirt being distributed to a crowd of people has? Uh, makes shit get intense. Yeah. So first of all, I will say they're not balled up. They are rolled into a tube. Excuse a a balled-up T-shirt Excuse shot me. from a gun will kill someone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jordan. Well, clearly you have a little bit more T-shirt gun experience than I, I do. I can't talk about this. Jordan, okay. that's, how, that's how you got your secondary nickname, nickname the T-shirt murderer, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to be the T-shirt manslaughterer because I just didn't, right. I just didn't right, know. Right, right, right. But in the eyes of the court, yeah, I you know. were a murderer. Can't Still fight City served. Hall. Hey, Jordan Jessigo, it's Alex from Indiana, and uh, kind of momentous occasion, 
the first big Indiana snowstorm of uh, the season, and I just saw a man in Carhartt overalls riding a recumbent bike in the middle of what I'm guessing will be officially called a blizzard. So uh, just a new thing to file under frightening people wearing Carhartts. Talk to you later. Did we have other things to file under that, Jordan? I was about to ask you that very same question. I don't think I know what a Carhartt is. I don't either. Yeah. Boy, I really assume this is a regular feature of the show. <laughs> sure. We, hey, I, guys, another Carhartt overall sighting. <laughs> You're not going to believe this one. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I ring a little <laughs> bell whenever uh, we get one. We've reached 1,000. Um, Carhartt is a brand of work clothing. So you guys would, wouldn't know that because you've never done a day of real work in no, your life. Soft hands. Very soft. The soft worst hands. thing that's Absolutely. ever happened to you is if someone treated you rudely in a commercial audition. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bad, though. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, go. Uh, I'm Samson in San Francisco. That's it for I'm that sure guy. Really that's the asshole. Occasion or not, but I was on the street minding my own business when two dudes rolled up in an SUV and asked, Hey, dude, want some speakers for your house? <laughs> Did you say speakers or spears? Spears. Spears. Spears? Spears. Spears? Spears. Can we hear that again? Uh, yeah, let's, let's roll Let's make it back. sure it's spears. Okay, I'm pretty sure he let's, said let's spears. Let's go to the tape. I, I will say this before we listen to it again. Okay. It better be spears. If it's not. <laughs> Hi, Jordan, Jesse, go. Uh, I'm Samson in San Francisco. I'm not sure if this is a momentous occasion or not, but I was on the street minding my own business when two dudes rolled up in an SUV and asked, Hey, dude, want some spears for your house? I think it's spears. It's really hard because it's like... You well, one almost... makes sense and one doesn't. I mean, why do you need speakers in a house? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's because this guy calls himself Samson? He dresses like the biblical figure Samson. <laughs> Maybe and then these guys Sandals, figure, oh, loincloth. I bet this guy would like some spears. Yeah. And when he says he was minding his own business in his house, that means that he was polishing his shield. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. And pretending to throw something. Yeah. He was miming, he was miming... a spear chuck, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Or a javelin toss. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Did> you... <laughs> one of the one of the great one of the great moments I think in uh, professional baseball history <laughs> was at one point the Atlanta Braves decided. <laughs> Jordan, he's, it up. he's, he's rolling. Oh, well, you. that's yeah. why. Hey, Paul, that's why you're one of the best. Oh, I don't sure. know if you ever heard of this. Best in the business. <laughs> uh, the the Atlanta the Atlanta Braves at one point granted a tryout to a guy from South Africa who was a world champion javelin tosser mm. on the grounds that he might be good at pitching baseballs. <laughs> I think, I think that this kind of thing. I think that that is what makes sports uh, uh, magical. I think mm-hmm. Hers- football legend Herschel Walker yes. being a bobsled pusher. Yeah. Like, if these things don't happen, then why would we even have sports? Yeah, I agree. I, th- that is what makes it worth – what makes life worth living, if I can summarize. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had an answer to that question. Yeah. yeah. Hello, Jordan and Jesse. This is Chris from <laughs> Iowa. Tonight, my toddler son put sunglasses on a cat. He's only two years old, and he could already write a treatment for a live-action Disney comedy. Technically, he couldn't write the treatment because he's illiterate. I'm presuming he's illiterate. (laughs) Yeah. But he has created a premise for a live-action Disney comedy, which is what if cats wore sunglasses? Radical cat. 
Now it's the title of the movie. That's Sorry. the jumping off point for the story. What if cats wore sunglasses? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, I guess cats hey, would Paul, uh, not suffer UV problems <laughs> Paul, with their eyes. That's where it all begins, and it all but spins out But you're assuming that because there. the cat's wearing sunglasses, he's got a toot. Yeah, that's the thing. You're well, not is you're this discounting looking over his sunglasses. Yeah, he's Paul, shade tipping. You're discounting the significance of sassitude when you're making a Disney comedy. Can I say I didn't like that guy's call? Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. against it's it. Just like. Uh, here's my little snarky comment. He didn't have like a fun story to tell. He didn't have. You thought you he know, was a little self-congratulatory. He didn't use, yeah, he didn't use the phrase "momentous occasion," which a couple callers used. Right. <laughs> which right. I don't know if that's a that's thing. That's the on name the of the show. segment. That's it's the name, the name of the segment. segment. Yeah, okay. we do it every time. All right. Just about. Fair enough. So, do are you saying you want to fight this guy? That's what I'm hearing. I guess I am. I, you know I guess I'm, maybe I'm just interpreting that. I think from I was the, hiding that from myself, from, but I do want to fight this guy. Like yeah. if you had a spear, you'd really you'd just chuck it at him. Here's who I want to fight. <laughs> I want to fight in order. Okay. Him. Wait, this right. is from top to bottom? From top bottom? to bottom. Top to bottom. Is this, wait, is this the order, chronological order of the fight? Yes. Or who you would most chronological like to fight? Chronological order. And both. both. It's both. Yeah. Okay. Because you want to use most of your energy for the so main you're exactly, fight. Your exactly. strategy okay, okay. is that you think that the people, because you'll be propelled by the passion that you have yes. for fighting the most, you should put them first. Yeah. But won't you get tired and not have any, enough passion for the people you're fighting last? Well, you I don't know. I'll know on the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You'll take um, a break to jack off. That's yeah, yeah. I'm hoping. <laughs> hmm. I don't know right. where that came from. No? I will. Uh, no, I really don't. <laughs> Here's in order. I want to fight that guy. Jordan. It came from Jordan. Then I, well, I said it. Somebody new was added to the lineup. Uh, I want to fight that guy. Okay. I want to fight that toddler. Right. <laughs> I want to fight that cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might want to fight Jordan for that Jordan hey. love comment because it's uh, it's it's unpleasant. Yeah, it was a little. Un- I mean, I know you don't like to work blue. Yeah, so I can understand I try that. To. Well, although you guys have already got me to say a few words that I don't normally say <laughs> in a public forum. Sure, we'll be back behind just... closed doors. Look Polite out! Conversation. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Paul F. Tompkins is checking his emails. I'm going to be real with you, That's not true. I'm looking at Twitter. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Well, it it has just been an absolute delight to have you here uh, on this week's program, Paul F. Tompkins. I had a delightful time. Thank you for having me. Hey, Paul, I'm going to say this. Mm -hmm. Dream come true. It has always been Jordan's dream Mm -hmm. for you to be on Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm and glad that that email was finally sent then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> inviting been, you. It's, it's to be tough. fair, for a We've while you lived in New York around. City. That is true. Yeah, you did true. live in New York City for and a while. And the phone had yet to be invented. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. <laughs> um, uh, it was a pleasure to have you here. Um, also, uh, I just learned English recently. <laughs> Congratulations! So, yeah, it's, it had been my dream, but I wasn't able to communicate that to you. He was doing phonetically for a while, right? Jordan, yeah, I, yes. I have another congratulations for you. I noticed that your sketch comedy group, uh, Marvin Berry, uh, is... Going to be performing at SF Sketchfest in San Francisco yes, in January. Yes, no, sure, yes, that's uh, yeah, uh, we're we're funny. Yeah, you should come see us. I think I think you're funny too. I've seen your sketch group perform and thought you were very funny. Yeah, thanks. And I I I, uh, I didn't recognize um, uh, I, I I did recognize some of the other groups we're performing with. I can't think of them off the top of my head right now, but uh, killer lineup. I'm gonna say. Yeah, so, uh, amazing. Conan O'Brien is gonna be there for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean he's me not performing with us. He's not. No, not yet. 
Not yet. Not yet. One he's day. Not. He's not. One day. He never will. If he works hard. <laughs> he never will. Let's just all agree right now. Yeah. Like, that will never happen. I mean, let's not get our <laughs> I think up. he could do it. I, I, you guys don't think he could, could do it, but could I think not he the could do it. Wood. No, I think he could do it. I think he has the talent. I think he has what it takes. <laughs> Do you think Conan's like, I want, you know, he's like, this, this Tonight Show thing's going great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, one of the most famous guys in comedy. What I want to do is, like, perform with some kind of, you know, lower, mid-level sketch comedy groups who perform for 80 people. Right. That's kind of what he's after. Anyway, lots of great people at SF Sketchfest. SFSketchfest.com, our pals at SF Sketchfest. Um, a pleasure to be here with Paul F. Tompkins. What are you on the Twitter? That seems like where you're most active right now is uh, on Twitter is. besides your stand-up comedy performances. It's true. It's, it's so easy. It's, it's so yeah. easy to be very active on Twitter. Too I am, easy? Uh, at P.F. Tompkins. Probably too easy. P.F. Tompkins. And let's be clear. Don't fuck around and spell Tompkins with an H. There's no Please, H in there. I beg of you. For God's sake. Why would For you God's think? sake. It's always, well, the thing that's always, because my name is frequently misspelled. Right. And what's so funny to me is I don't see that misspelling except in regards to me. Like I, <laughs> it's not like I encountered that name all yeah. the time and like, oh, well, sure, the accepted spelling of it. My name is the deviation. The accepted spelling is yeah, it's not like, 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 how not people, like you're a Chris with a K. Sometimes, you know? yeah, yeah. sometimes people will spell Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E, and I can right. understand that because that's how you spell Jesse from Saved by the Bell. Yeah, and maybe sometimes Thorn with an E at the end. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my name is not super common, mm-hmm. and I don't know why people just automatically assume they know how to spell it, or, of course, that has an H in there. And what ki- what kills me is I did a lineup uh, for uh, John Oliver's uh, stand-up show that's going to be airing in, in, in 2010. Uh, the, on the Comedy Central network. Yeah, on the Comedy Central network. And on the website advertising for that show, for, for the tapings, my last name was misspelled. And the rest of the people were Marilyn Rice Cub, <laughs> Janine Garofalo, Harry Kondobalu. Like the, the craziest names you can imagine, all spelled Old correctly. Oh, baby, a quist arctic. <laughs> Our theme music is Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of uh, Light in the Attic Records. It's on Kites Are Fun, the best of the free design. Um, and hey, we'll close things with, uh, what do you think, pie versus cake? I'm going to say pie Absolutely. versus cake. Um, ladies and gentlemen, there has been... A debate raging in our society for many, many years. People are on one side or they're on the other. There doesn't seem to be any middle ground. We've never been able to solve this problem until tonight. Because I figured out the solution. Yes, some people are clapping because they are excited about solutions. They don't even know what. I'm about to say, like, I'm just glad about somebody coming up with a solution for the problem I'm not aware of yet. (laughs) Here's what it is, folks. Here's the divide. Some people like cake more than pie. Some people like pie more than cake. We've never been able to agree which one is best. Until this historic night. Yeah. You're going to be part of history. Because I have figured it out. Now, I need your help very briefly. I want, first, I need you to stop yelling out cake or pie. It's still a comedy show, and it's still a monologue.
applause. How many people like cake more than pie? It's a fair amount of people. God bless you all for voting. And I wish I had little stickers for everybody. But I am woefully unprepared for this turnout. Still using the applause as vote system. How many people like pie more than cake? Oh, you pie people. You make me laugh. Cake will always be superior to pie. Yes. I'm sorry. For one very simple reason. Frosting! Y'all forgot about frosting. Frosting trumps all. Have you taken leave of your senses? You're going to put whipped cream up against frosting? Don't make me laugh. Whipped cream? Jerry, let me put this to bed once and for all. Whipped cream. Here's how good frosting is. When you are eating it out of the can, you feel shame. Must be it's pretty good. Must be it's too good. You're not supposed to eat it like that. What does pie got going for it? Pie filling. Even the name filling makes it seem like it's not that important to the pie. There's no contest. There's no contest. I want you to think back to those food drives when you were a kid. Picture that cardboard box in the corner of the classroom. Did you ever see a can of frosting in there? Let me save you the trouble. No, you did not. I bet you saw more than one can of pie filling in there, though. That's how little we think of pie. Get this out of the house. Hey, give it to the poor. Maybe they have time to make a lattice crust all day. I have a job. I'm going to call in sick from work. Make some Dutch apple pie. (laughs) If you are eating pie filling out of a can... There has been a disaster. (laughs) Things are not good. Things are not good. You are in an underground bunker and you are running out of food. Oh, so hungry. What do we got left? Pie filling. I thought we planned this better. All right, here's what's going to happen. First, I'm going to eat that pie filling. Then I'm going to eat you. (laughs) 
The only way pie will ever be victorious over cake is if man, is if science figures out how to frost a pie. <laughs> Why has this not been done? You're telling me in the history of dudes getting high. No dude ever turned to his friend and said, I have news for you. Drugs finally paid off. We're going to put frosting on that pie. <laughs> this is the experience I've been waiting to have. Look, I've been smoking weed for 40 years. Been hoping for some kind of insight. All I can say is better late than never. Oh, wait, hold on a second. That's not frosting, it's paint. No, we're going to do it. Pie versus Cake from uh, Paul F. Tompkins' brilliant and hilarious uh, brand new comedy CD called Freak Wharf, which you can get at astrecords.com. 